let it roll right there, you know. BTP OT for July 2022. I'm Matt. He's Eric. And that guy over there, his name is David Lux. Hi, David Lux. How you doing? I'm living the dream. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm a little wiped out. I had to move my daughter to uh, for her new first job out of college to New York. Yeah. And, uh, and that meant driving up to New York on Sunday, driving back on Monday because I had to get back for a company offsite on Tuesday and Wednesday. So I was, and, and so the trip back was me driving back by myself. Luckily I only encountered about 18 accidents on the way. So it took me oh, absolutely geez. forever to get, to get home. It was, was crazy. About, was that about, do you think you told me the other day, was that like an eight hour drive or seven hour yeah. drive? So they say it's eight to 10 depending, but mine turned out to be 11. Ugh. Yeah, it was not good. A couple of years back when the uh, eclipse came through, like central United States, you know, yeah, like the, yeah, I remember that. Um, we drove from Wisconsin to Lincoln, Nebraska, you know, and we had been in Nebraska all the time, visiting family. Yeah, yeah. And but this was the worst drive to and from, especially coming home was terrible. I mean, there were just people everywhere doing all sorts of nonsense. It took us Even because of the eclipse. Yeah. So people were just driving home and they're just not used to driving on the freeway, evidently, or something, because we, um, it normally takes, it would take us like seven hours, six and a half hours to get from, from Omaha to where we lived in Wisconsin. And uh, it took us almost 11 hours. Wow. So Brutal. It was rough. And uh, Eric Walling, how are you, sir? Well, you know, today I had to drive to the other side of town. Oh, it, I had I had three oh, to the more... to the Kansas City side to the Kansas no, side? just to the other part of Lee Summit. So oh, the part far. of Lee Summit. Yeah, I had like three red lights. It was real tough. This, this week, this sabbatical week has been just like hell on brutal. Wheels. No, I've been doing an arts and crafts project in the Ooh. garage. So I've uh, I got a barrel from a brewery, like one of my favorite breweries in St. Louis. I bought a barrel from them a year or so ago. It's just been taking up space in the garage. And so I've sanded it down. I've put a couple of few coats of stain on it and um going to reconnect the rings and build a shelf on the inside, put that in the basement. It looks looks pretty good so far. So nice. a barrel. So like a wooden barrel, like, a... yeah, yeah. Like a full, like whiskey. It was an old heaven Hill distillery barrel. Um, oh, well, they said it was a brewery or something like they, well, no. So they, they aged the their beer in it. Yeah. They oh, aged their okay. beer in it. And then, uh, when they were done using it for any flavor, they said, here, someone please take this off of our hands. So, wow. Yeah, nice. it looks pretty good. I'll send pictures. All right. Well, today we are going to, on the OT, we are going to discuss episodes 160 through 163. So uh, we are normally supposed to be releasing this the last week of the month, but the last two months, Walling and I have had crazy busy schedules. So we didn't get a chance to do that. So here you go. Yeah, and I've been I was in a little a little densely or sparsely populated state called Texas last week. So <laughs> Yeah, minor detail. There's no there's no internet in Texas, is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah. Yeah. There's it's really it's not that good. Um <laughs> it's just tumbleweeds carry the signal. And so if the wind's not blowing, then you're not getting internet. All right, so we're going to start with 160, which was the bench warmer's body issue. That one um, uh, was hosted by Dan. I'll just go through the list here real quick. 161 was the NHL 93 sums. That was by Eid. 
And then 162 was James Earl Jones does have a nice, um, are we saying ass? Is that okay? I assume. Derriere. That was hosted by Josh. And 163, the body hair could, that body hair could be Greek. <laughs> yeah, that's hosted by Dave. <laughs> this is with Dave Brown. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just listened to this one today. So but let's start with 160. That one had, like I said, hosted by Dan. It had um, Alex Binder on, uh, and he teamed up with Eric Ede to face Scott and Mason. Uh, any thoughts on this one, gentlemen? Um, yeah, Dan, it should be noted that Dan allegedly set a land speed record writing this game. Yeah, he this mentioned it a couple of times. Of, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, he's not, Dan's normally the last guy that I would say, well, maybe he maybe dicks to me, who sort of, you know, he, he writes his games, I think, way ahead of time. So it, it's it's only rare bench warmers who I think can wake up and just create a game that day. But yeah. Dan, Dan kept saying that I only had 90 minutes to write this game, you know, so. It was yeah, it was impressive. I mean, it came together really well. It's even more cohesive than ones that take me days to write. <laughs> so, so there were ones that I stew over for like weeks and weeks, and it wasn't as good as Dan's. We're well, don't don't let it fool you though. He he did he did approach me, which I wouldn't think Dan would ever do, and asked for a couple of fourth quarter ideas. And I told him for for a week's access to the to the mind palace i would give him a couple of questions so i struck a deal he he, he, he struck go. a deal with the devil so it's win-win for for david <laughs> he gets more questions on the show and mind palace access hey don't tell dan that um <laughs> uh, no this was a uh, this was fun alex is a great guest uh, yes. i loved his he it was funny at the beginning where i think i might have been on the first time he was on and he said he was like super nervous, and uh, yeah. now like the second time he's kind of relaxed and was you know in on the jokes a little more and talking about using he used analytics. Oh my god, um, that was <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments of the show, and it and it showed how the pairings can somehow go can somehow go sometimes go sideways. It was it was during the flop turn river. I was listening to this, and I I had to back it up just to hear it again. I thought it was so damn funny because I thought I missed it. But Dan asked a question. It was like after the flop. And, and Ede, of course, said he thought he knew it. Yep. And so like, so uh, Alex turns to Ede and he says, you know, like, let's, let's talk, let's talk expected value calculation. Exactly. And, and right. Ede's, Ede's <laughs> quote that I wrote down was that hurt my brain more than I wanted it to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I remember him talking about that. That was hilarious. It was awesome. Yeah, awesome. that was great. Um, one of my favorite, I did like uh, Dan's. I don't know if you want to call it Freudian, but his slip at the beginning where he called their um, turn their team uh, remember Robert Mitchum, <laughs> yeah, Robert, Robert Mitchum. Mitchum. Um, and then the other note that I had in here, and this is directed at Scott. Um, first off, <laughs> Chevy Chase is funny, and second, um, I, I'm the, gonna I'm gonna challenge you that and say that Chevy Chase was funny. Okay, all right, was funny. I'll give you that. Chevy Fair. Chase, yeah, prime Chevy Chase was funny. But Dean Martin was not a comedian. Uh, not much of a comedian. It depends I mean, on what you consider to be a comedian. Do you consider a straight <laughs> like is uh was uh Abbott Bud Abbott was he a comedian? Yeah, I guess. Well, you mean when these comedy pairs where somebody's a straight straight person and the other person is yeah. just sort of feeding off of them. That's, I don't think that I, I just, I just are, thought that it was think, weird that he chose those two examples as old comedians when they're like completely different eras. 
Well, he oh. he made a comment. Scott made a comment. If you're talking about during halftime, yeah, I yeah. I was I I felt like the old guy. I wasn't even going to bring this up, but now that you mentioned it, he made some <laughs> comment like, "I never liked all of your your '80s Saturday Night Live guys." And I'm I'm thinking to myself, I really like Bill Murray. Very funny in a lot of movies, and actually very good as a well, wait, serious is, actor. Too. Are you talking about '80s or '70s? He said '80s. He said, he '80s. said '80s. I mean, he, he specifically said that because then I'm talking. I'm thinking like Eddie Murphy. Have you seen Beverly Hills Cop or Trading yeah, Places? Right. I mean, like you know, there's a whole I bunch mean, of these guys. So yeah. Dana Carvey. Yeah, uh, I mean that second yeah, late half 80s. of the eighties. Yeah. yeah, I mean the first half from eighty to eighty-five was Joe, except for Eddie Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo. Yeah, Joe Piscopo. God, I had Penn and Teller on a lot, but they aren't. I mean, they're comedy magicians, but whatever. Belushi anyway, she was early. Belushi was seventies. Okay. Oh, those guys were seventies. Yeah, there was seventy-five to seventy-nine. Well, he. I think what Scott's comment was. He said '80s movies with Saturday Night Live people, so I so I oh, credit the uh, the like Steve Ishtar. Martins and the Chevy Chases because <laughs> even if they were off by you know if they're mostly in the '70s, right. they're obviously doing plenty of movies in the '80s. But Steve Martin wasn't an SNL guy. Oh, what am I thinking? That's well, he was he hosted. You said Dean. You said Dean Martin. Did you mean Steve Martin? Yeah, I thought he said Dean. Did Martin. you just no, say I Dean think Martin? He's you did say Dean Martin. That's why I was confused. I was like, I didn't hear that. He said Steve Martin. Okay. All right. Well, then <laughs> okay. idiot. I didn't say okay. Dean Martin. All right. Anyway, okay. no, no, no. But no. yeah, Walling did. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, Steve Martin. I mean, he hosted SNL a lot, but he wasn't a player. That's not anyway. my thing. We, we've really gotten off the boat here. <laughs> um, so the other thing that was funny in that halftime, by the way, was, and I don't know, I don't know whoever was editing this. Shame on you for not putting in the backup truck because. Mason and Scott, after doing their classic Mason and Scott, where they're talking for a very long time, talking it out often when they have, they're trying to figure out something intelligent to say, but they settled on Will Ferrell. Why? Because they were hoping it might be from kicking and screaming. Dan only asked for the name of the actor. And it turned out it was a quote from Talladega Nights. So they completely backed into the answer for completely the wrong reasons. So that's funny. Yeah. All right, well, we'll move on to episode 161, which was uh, NHL 93 sums featuring <laughs> equipment manager Mike Corey. Um, you know, I was Mike's always per- fun to have on. I really <clears throat> like Mike when he comes on. I was personally attacked by a member of this panel at the beginning of this. Was that me? Um, yes, it was Matt. Which one? So what what happened? I, I can't remember. I think he, he said something about, he said, should we bring Walling on since we're talking about douches? Oh, like, oh I man! Did? I said that. <laughs> <laughs> what I usually do if there's a joke like that available, what I do is I find the person that I know will is the going to be the best at taking the joke and not you know taking it personally. So that's probably why I picked you. So. That was great. I did. I was, I laughed pretty hard at that. I'm not gonna lie. I had to pause it for a second so I could keep notes. There was um, a lot of debate in this one about the episode title. Um, you know, when we decided on that NHL 93 some, it was a lot of debate about whether or not we could use that or how do we word it? How do we switch it around? Because it didn't quite come organically like NHL 93 sums, but it was something similar to that. But uh, uh, no, I think it may have been cut because I remember the conversation was somebody said they were trying to remember players from playing a lot of NHL 93. Then the, then the joke came about Jeremy Roenick losing his job for... Mm-hmm for uh, asking somebody about a threesome and then somebody, it may have been me who's made some comment about, about sort of combining those conversations and called it NHL 93 sums. And then, and then that sort of accidentally fell in the title. 
Yeah, so um, this one had Eric was hosting this one, and this was David and Mike versus uh, Marcus and myself. Uh, yeah, bald and douchey. I like that team name was one of my favorites. <laughs> that is that was a good one. I have this theory that when Eric is writing, Eric Ede is writing episodes that sometimes when he he listens to episodes and he's like, "Screw these guys with their no hockey questions." So he's just like, like his revenge is that he mm-hmm. writes an entire pre and post game which was all hockey questions. Yeah. His make it or break it fourth quarter question was a hockey question, and we were all. I mean, I think we got a few of them, but our heads were spinning on others for sure. We got to, yeah. we got to, well, so I, I've noticed the trend in when Ede writes a game that Mike is on the ultimate, by the way, Mike Corey, the ultimate glue guy for the <laughs> podcast, um, <laughs> the, which, cause I was on an episode with Mike when Eric had written the game and it was basically, let's remember some guys, Buffalo edition and, oh, whoa. And then like he, there's a like one Buffalo, like one Buffalo reference after another Buffalo reference. (laughs) And I, I, I think it's funny because those two riff really well together, but it seems like he does kind of skew more Buffalo E whenever Mike's on. It is funny. And he did that again. He had at least one obscure Sabres question, but then, but then it sort of all backfired because Mike was my partner and he turned to me and he was like, I don't know why he's asking all these hockey questions. The Sabres suck, so I don't even watch hockey. <laughs> so, so, all right. So one other plea I want to put for anybody who happens to listen to this, please send Eric Ede halftime questions. Yes, he, he's, please. He's he's admitted he he's run out. He asked this, he asked questions which were basically all all three of his halftime questions were basically three-sided coin flips. Yeah. Uh, it was it was which of the following it was- were box they office had the biggest box office in, in the, the first, first weekend, week. opening yeah. weekend. And it was just three sort of terrible sports movies. No, it wasn't always terrible, I guess, because Rudy was on the list, but whatever it was, it was, <laughs> that know, was, was a shot at you, Josh Bombeck. <laughs> <laughs> Bombeck's in the minority about that. We all know that. So, <laughs> but I, anyway. I do, I do appreciate that. Marcus and I, selected draft day for all three of these. So. Yes. <laughs> Which was well done. Right. I mean, he managed to work it well because it's like sort of the classic punchline. It's always like, you know, A, B, and C walk into a bar. A does something, B does something, and C's the punchline, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's like, so he sort of worked it that way with it was something, something in draft day, something, something in draft day. And you guys just kept answering draft day. And we got two so, out of three of them. So that, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Well played. And then the missing link was Simpsons characters. Now, I mean, this was I mean, a- until you got to Simpson and Mr. Burns. You know Brent Burns with number four. I yeah. was I was lost with these other ones. I mean Daniel Murphy. I don't know. Who, it was who's bleeding bleeding gums Murphy. He was uh, Lisa's hero. Uh, he's an old he's an old sort of blues saxophone player. Mike Powell. Yeah. Right. So that was that was a reference to I don't even remember how many episodes he was on, but uh, Homer's got a half brothers, a long lost half brothers, voiced by Danny DeVito. And then I can't remember who the third one was on it, but yeah, I mean it was a good missing link. Roy Hibbert. Oh, oh, Dr. Hibbert. Yeah. 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 Those are sure. three people I've never, three characters on Simpsons I never three heard ca- of before. But three I characters guess. who have never been in your kitchen. Never been yeah. in my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Anyway. Awesome. This yeah. was a very Missing Link heavy set of episodes, wasn't it? Yes. Missing Link seems to, it used to be the pre and post game was our almost every episode. Missing right. Link is in about 80% of our episodes now. I think. Oh, no, it's not that many. I can get you the stats, but it's definitely not that oh, many. Oh, here we go. And, I can, <laughs> stats and, and, and there, there are some oh, people yeah. who have turned on them, like Ede 
fought, well, we'll get to, you know, spoiler alert. When we get to the next episode, we'll talk about that one. But I think following the next episode, he, I think, swears off ever writing a missing link again or, you know, playing in them. And, you know, he just, it's not he's a fan of the next episode. Should we go on or do you, do you have something? Yeah, sure. Anytime. No, I was going to say he does um, in a bit of a spoiler alert in a, well, one that's already aired, but we're not going to talk about it today. Ede threatens to quit twice in the same game. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's threatened he's, to quit multiple times. He's also fired me multiple times at this point. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Well, we're going to move on to episode 162, which is James, Earl's, James Earl Jones does have a nice ass. This was hosted by Josh, uh, Dan, and Mason versus Ede and Scott. Uh, we've talked about this a million times before, but I think we'd love having guests on. And a big plead or a big plea went out in the episode that just went out here the other day with uh, with um, with um, Mish. That went out last week or so with Mish or whatever yeah, it was. Uh, I don't remember. No, it anyway, just came out. It just came out. Yeah, whichever one just came out uh, was a big plea about uh, people, uh, new people. No, this is the one with Dave Brown. So the one, one oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. who cares? The point is, is that we love having people on. We want people on. However, when it's all bench warmers, it's a different kind of atmosphere and a different flavor kind of a deal. And, you know, we all hang with each other. We all talk to each other. I don't think there's been a day, like a 24 hour period where our little group chat hasn't been just blowing up with some sort of nonsense all day long kind of a deal so yeah walling you're the freaking it's usually for me I'm, yeah i'm a volume so, shooter in that chat. the amount of times the amount of times that i've had to like swipe left and click ignore for one hour you know because i know that you and marcus are gonna go off for another 45 minutes on some nonsense but no yeah, i appreciate so, it even last year that you guys entertained me on christmas because i'm always looking for stuff to do so thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> there you go. All right. So this episode, like I said, was hosted by Josh and uh, had Dan and Mason versus Eric and Scott. I listened to this one, but it was like two weeks ago. So I don't remember. What, I don't remember well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one, one thing so. that I really liked. And this is, I, I was about to call myself a student of the game, but it's more like, you know, a nerd fan of the show before I was ever on the show. Um, Josh went meta with his coin flip and he, he asked a question, a self-referential question about, his question was actually which of the two pairs that are paying, playing tonight have a better record on the bench warmers, Eric and Scott or Dan and Mason, which was a pretty cool question. But the funniest part about it was, and this might be the first time this happened in bench warmer history, the answer was different by the end of the episode because, huh. because Dan and Mason won and that flipped it. So there you go. Wow. Now I, that I think about it, I might have actually not listened to this episode at all. Really? <laughs> oh, you should go back and listen to the coin flip. I thought it was pretty well. I thought it was well done. Yeah. 1970s baseball and he is ready to fire a base, a bench warmer over his questions. So, oh, David. Yeah, um, oh, I'll get, I'll get to that yeah. in a minute. <laughs> yeah. I, Josh, I love Josh games because he's very like out of all of us that write games. He seems like the one who's like most prepared and most like, squared away and i i had this funny i don't know why i thought of this but as i was listening to the episode and i was thinking like josh he's always got like a well done script and a you know it's everything is yeah really in order and i pictured that he he's he like sits in a in a study and a smoking jacket and he writes (laughs) he writes under lamplight with a quill and he's just he's just sitting there and he takes a puff on his pipe and he takes a sip of scotch and, and he, he takes goes a, back to writing the next round. Takes a deep <laughs> breath. 
And he goes, he t- licks the end oh. of the quill, puts it back in the ink, yeah. writes the next haiku. <laughs> then once in a while, he writes a crappy question, and he knows it, and he yeah. sighs it himself. And then right? he, kicks, yeah, he kicks back in his big slippers <laughs> on a table. I also, see, I also re- picture that every once in a while, he writes a really good round, and he does the, this is going to be a weird reference, but the Anthony Michael Hall at the end of Breakfast Club, where he sort of yeah. just lifts up the script, and he kisses it. He says, like, you know, like, I did it. You know, like, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> Well, you know, his new place you know, where he recorded the other night, uh, I saw him have, he has like a wood paneling, like a cabin kind of a deal in whatever room he is that he's recording from. So I envision him like the, uh, like the author out in the woods or up at the lake cabin <laughs> kind of a deal out there with his coffee at, in the morning or his coffee with whiskey in the morning or whatever it is. So writing stuff like that on a typewriter that'd be even better <laughs> i like a typewriter even better than a quill and ink yeah no no, no I, I love it both are good though both are good visions uh so so the reference to Eid wanting to fire somebody was actually me and i wasn't even on the soccer right and i wasn't even on the episode but every suggested... episode every episode where you contribute something to somebody no, well, no matter what happens you're always you know this disparaged is, aggressively this is this is what happened so josh I don't know. Josh and I were chatting on, on messenger and, and somehow I said I had a missing link. I don't remember if I said that I didn't have the nerve to use it or not, but I, but I wanted somebody to use it. And he was like, well, cool. I need a round. And so Josh is always really good about using stuff, even though I think he's got plenty of questions. Um, He was, he did that even before I ever came on the show. And uh, so this one was, uh, and I thought of it because, because Marcus is always talking about Ken Griffey. And using his given name, which was George Kenneth Griffey. Griffey. And he says it the same way in almost the same voice that you say, Earl Campbell. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So so I just thought, you know, between Ken Griffey uh, and Babe Ruth, and then I, and I knew somewhere in the back of my head that Tom Seaver was named George, found out that Sparky Anderson's given name was George. And then he threw in one, I think it was George Kittles. I forget. Somebody was actually named George and he threw that in. So they were all named George. And Scott and Ede were just completely offended. And Ede said that that was my last time ever on the show. So take that, Ede. Uh, All right. So I just realized I have not listened to this episode. Now that's why. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm a jerk. I I thought it was all caught up, but then (laughs) I'm sitting there going like, I don't remember this at all. What are you guys talking about? The George round was, yes. Well, Ede can't get through an episode without threatening David. That's <laughs> or, or or Manny. Wait, Manny. what was the third was quarter in this episode? Uh, a five on three? Yes. I edited that, and I still don't remember this episode. Well, maybe you only edited the third quarter. Well, yeah, but I think I would have listened to it. Because we had, a women, we, had, we had the dichotomy of a women's hockey question for Ede. Yes. <laughs> yes. Josh, my favorite line from oh, Josh. Oh, that's right. It was uh, the U.S. U.S. Uh, national team high right. scores for the female for the women's hockey team, right? Yes. And then he goes, Eric, I'm really sorry about giving you your favorite thing and your least favorite thing. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well oh, done. Funny. Yes. All right. Well, that was 162. So now we're moving on to 163, which just. Uh, came out here about a week and a half ago or so uh was the body hair that body hair could be greek which i had a new patron i don't, I don't know how long has dave been a patron eric i, uh, let's I don't know the timeline um, he of, was right before or? yeah i was gonna say right before i recorded triviality so okay. may, april may so yeah. 
so yeah so it was kind of funny because so dave's a sommelier from the twin cities area yep and he um i loved when he did his intro about uh you know basically not knowing anybody of us that were from the twin cities area but you know (laughs) and and then like he talked about how we can't do a lot of um home court uh related questions because all We've already done. burned them. <laughs> we burned them all. Uh, I did. I did. I did anyway, though. I hosted this yeah, one. Yeah, you did. Yep. Um, My I favorite one about this one was the uh, the little brown jug. Hey, that one, nice. that was a good one. I liked that question a lot, number one. And number two, I guess, you know, as a per. And by the way, other um, ones. So I was sitting there for like the first three minutes or however long it took to get, you know, percentage of the time trying to figure out um who what running back from denver's last name was paul because i was thinking it was was paul bunyan's axe oh nice so i was sitting there going like well who is paul trying to i can't think of anybody whose last name is paul and then as soon as somebody said something about the big jug or something i'm like oh that's right that's michigan yeah Yeah, the little brown jug and yes and yeah so yeah, so so he had an interesting set of wheelhouse areas. It it wasn't revealed to me yep. until afterwards that he was he he's into snooker, like, awesome. just like Dan. But still but think that he's we obviously Dan from, versus Dave laid on me. Just all snooker, kind of, yeah. Uh, you know. So, um, but he's from Minnesota, and you said everything about that. But he was he's also into various racing stuff, including mo- um, uh, motorcycle. And I and yeah, I like F one nothing like motorcycle F1 and Moto GP. stuff. Yeah. 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 So um, there are a few things I'll say about this episode since I, since I hosted this one. So one of them is that I'm really beginning to like writing flop turn and river questions, maybe almost as much as I like writing missing link questions, Mm. because there's something, there's something really fun about crafting those so that, so that you get just the right spot in terms of like, if somebody really is on their game, they can get it after three, then you give them a little bit more after the next, after the turn and then the next one after the river. But in this one, I decided to do one on Andre Agassi for no particular reason, except for the fact that I'd read recently that his dad was an Olympic boxer from Iran. Yep. And so I had that as one of my first three. And so they were all thinking this was a boxer. They were thinking it might be a women boxer, woman boxer, yep. UFC. And then the part that, of course, you could never get because it's an audio medium is that the very next clue gave up that it was a tennis player. The turn was that yep. it was a tennis player. Because it was and the it was that they won the gold. Golden yes, slam. they were the, the, golden, the, slam. the golden slam. And there was shock on the screen. And so Marcus actually pointed out, I wish I wish we could have yep. taken a screenshot. So I went back to the video. I found the screenshot of right when I read that. And I sent it to the to the chat because it was it was so funny. Everyone was like, what the heck just happened? Yeah, that was, it was cool. a lot of fun. I liked that one a lot. That was really fun. Yes, so. that uh, flop turning rivers are a blast to write. Like if you get, here's here's my tip for you. If you're you're somebody listening that's thinking of writing a game, if you heard an interesting fact about one guy, you can write a flop turning river. Absolutely, because, like that should be. It's I always start off with like a really or like having the first three clues, kind of a weird, obscure ob- fact, obscure yeah. fact, yeah, about the guy, and then you pretty much get into like the more obvious stuff as you go, but. Like the Mike Piazza one was that he was Zach Wild's like the godfather of Zach Wild's son, right? Yeah, right. And then there was the thing about him being like having the jersey that sold for the most, like the oh, game you yeah, sold for right. the most for like yeah. a, 
the modern player or whatever, right? The, so, the flop turn river that I liked the most in this, I, I liked yours about that you were just talking about a second ago, but the one also, um, yeah, not the Andre Agassi one, the one about Rich, uh, Gannon? Rich Gannon. Oh, that so was great. I was, I didn't have this, you know, I didn't have, I had nothing at my disposal. It was just me upstairs cooking my breakfast and or <laughs> cooking breakfast for somebody or something and just kind of running around and not and half listening. So I didn't hear like I heard the first three from the flop turn river for that one. And but for some reason, I it clicked in my brain that, oh, well, of course, this is Doug Flirty. How could this not be Doug Flirty? Oh, that's so interesting. OK. And I don't know why I was I just it was stuck on that, you know, because he was later in his career as when he became successful and he started more games and he did. That's play, true. You know, and I didn't know if he was drafted by New England. I didn't know who drafted him or even right. if he was drafted. I didn't know any of that stuff. I'm just sitting there thinking like. How is this not Doug Flutie? <laughs> and then when when somebody said Rich Cannon, I'm like, oh, of course it's Rich Cannon. Ugh. So so that was to back to Walling's point. That's exactly what happened with me. I was reading something about Rich Cannon, and the stat popped up, and it was like Rich Cannon was the first guy to have ten games with 300 or more yards in the same season. And it was in 2002 when he won the MVP. He was already 37 years old. I was like, oh my god, that's some way. I don't know how. I don't know if that's going to be a fourth quarter question. I don't know if it's going to be a flop turn river question because it's happened so many times since then. People don't think about like it has only ever happened this century that guys have had 10, 300 yard games. Um, and plus it was an opportunity to write a Minnesota question because obviously he was in Minnesota for a long time. So I was like, I'm working that in for, for our new guest. Another sure. very interesting thing, in my opinion, about Rich Cannon is, is that, okay, so you know how the for preseason games they have some games that are on like cbs fox nbc sure. etc cetera, etc cetera. sure but the majority of them are are on like their local local tv sometimes local yeah local tv yep yeah and so they have their own different announcers and crew and etc cetera, etc cetera. it's not the fox crew it's not the nbc crew yada 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 so the green bay packers have their crew and their color commentary is rich gannon Really? And he's started doing it like around six years ago so that he could get into the kind of get into it and so that he could you wow. know, be noticed and start doing it. And he just loved it. And the Packers love him. And for some reason, he comes back every year and he's their guy. Why? Why Rich Gannon? He has absolutely nothing to do with the Green Bay Packers. Well, that's the thing. Like <laughs> often when they do these local things, it's often they latch on because they're a name for that yeah. franchise. Yep, so that exactly. seems that seems particularly odd. That's why I thought it was weird too. So I'm like, Rich Cannon, why yeah, is he doing that color for the Packer game? Anyway, so the the other thing that I will say is that there was nearly mutiny. I don't on the in this episode because I have never seen Mason yes. so upset. So <laughs> I, so I did. I mean, I, I, you, you, Mason, I mean, it's one thing. You it's almost one thing. made Mason's brain explode. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I get it. Like, you know what? I, I expect the salty walling when things go south. I expect, I expect Scott to get in my face about stuff. I expect Eid to call me out. But when I piss off Mason, it's like, that's a, that's a bridge too far. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. so, and it all happened because this was the ultimate in, okay, okay, here we go. I'm 30 years older than Mason. This is <laughs> I like, know my, I know my lucky quarter questions were 100%. No, it wasn't that. David that's Lux questions. Oh, no, no, no. But that's, that wasn't the no, problem. The problem lucky was, charms. I was talking about lucky. Oh, charms. the lucky charms one. He absolutely they went refused. over the lucky charms like six times, and then they finally settled on something else. I'm like, I know, and you know why? Because Mason, Mason like was absolutely thing. convinced that there was no blue diamond, and in Mason's basically like most of his life, yeah. <laughs> that is a true statement. But the problem is there was a blue diamond up until Mason was like seven years old. Uh, so anyway, the other thing that was funny about this is that. I again inside baseball. I 
I don't always write wrestling questions, but when I know Scott's going to be on, I know he likes them. So I try to throw one in. And when Marcus is going to be on, I put them on separate teams and I try to ask a good, hard wrestling question. This time they just basically threw it all in my face and they said, is it all right if we talk it out together? And they still missed the Bret Hart question. But I just I just appreciated the fact that they were like they were just rattling them off. It was impressive. (laughs) I thought it was hilarious also that the, the thing with the missing link that was, you know, the blue diamonds. And then you had a question about Diamond Dallas Page, too. Yeah. So yeah. for some reason, like about 10 minutes full of Diamond related questions or comments yeah. or discussion. Yeah. yeah. And Mason, yeah. Mason, during that wrestling question, like turned off his mic. Yeah, he and literally his, walked his, away. And he walked away. <laughs> yeah. And it came back and had to be so confused because I mean, now all of a sudden Scott and Marcus are talking. Yes. Like all why is, people, why is all this the people who were around the benches have all seen Mason walk away before. So we yes, know what that's like. We have like, seen so. it. Yes. <laughs> Mason walked so, away during the benches. I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm. you didn't hear the Patreon one where we did the extra the chat thing? roulette? The death chat roulette. Thing. Oh no, I didn't. You know what? That's the yeah. one thing I never listened to. I, I, I maybe I have it's, to try to go back. It's a bit. So, there's a I lot mean, going on. So it was, <laughs> because the benches were only like not even an hour long, right? Because right. it's hard to script, you know, an hour and forty five minutes. So because it was so short, we just all were dressed up and kind of hyped up and having fun. So we just after the show got over, we stopped and we clicked record again, and we just kept on going. And I don't even know how in the world it came up, but somebody mentioned something about chat roulette. So I shared my screen and we did it. And Mason was just like, I'm done. I'm going away. He like turned his <laughs> camera off and everything. And yeah, it was funny. There um, was one, two more quick references. And then a quick question. Um, number one, I laughed out loud in a store at the idea of a red stripe F1 team. Yeah, that was, yes. that was awesome. I was yes. laughing. Like, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dave was like, they went, immediately went into a wall. Joke. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What is it, Eric? Dave, I think Dave said they immediately ran into a wall. Yeah, that's right. Like, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Or they yeah. get out of the car and there's a puff of smoke. <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh, and and I will say, I, Dave was on my episode of Triviality. And I was like, he was like, I don't know, you know, I, I'm a little worried about coming on and, you know, I'm not sure I can hang. did amazing. So if you're even thinking or like kind of worried about it, like we will write a game around your wheelhouse. It'll, you know, make you feel comfortable. We love having new people on. So just to reiterate that, but he promised us a bench warmers wine and did not deliver. He, oh, did. he did. He did. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So I he missed a, it. It was a Chilean. Yes. It was some kind of Chilean Ooh, okay. thing. It was a little Chilean bit of a, a little bit of a chocolate chocolate. Uh, yeah. He said it had, it had, I can't remember the way he said it. It, it sounded of, so, uh, so good. It was a, a, like something like, I forget the word he used, but it was something like an aggressive grape that uses hints of sweet chocolate along with a small, subtle, bitter notes. Okay. I was like, that kind of does sound like, it does sound like us. Yes. <laughs> 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 hints of chocolate. That's bitterness and, and Dave, if you're um, and occasional sweetness. Actually, that's specifically Eric Walling. I think. Sorry, but, yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. And, it's almost to a T for Eric Walling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so, gentlemen. Yes. Well, uh, let's go ahead and uh, discuss the episodes that are coming up here soon. So, uh, one sixty, one sixty four just dropped here the other day, and that has that's a. Uh, El Burro Rojo, brought to you by Rose Art. I actually haven't listened to this one yet. This has Mish Resnick, uh, equipment manager. Mish was just on the Fast Break episode that we recorded on um, 
Jeez, last night. Yeah, yes. last night. Jeez, holy cow. Which David wrote almost all those questions. Thank you, David, for writing almost all. Of course. I did I did catch a lot of hell for the ones that I wrote. Um, more hell that I think you got for the ones you wrote. So. Right. Uh, then after that, we got episode 165, which is the Merry Adventures of Hannah McStorm and Tiny Martinez. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to that one. That The whole Tiny <laughs> Martinez thing. <clears throat> Well, okay, no, no spoilers, but that was one of the times that I've laughed the hardest on this show. I yeah. will just say it was amazing. It was funny. And then we have 166, which is not hanging with Mr. Cooper. Um, I don't know. I don't know what that one's what that name it's is. Levac and Gaz. So, yeah, Levac and Gaz are back on. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 165 below that was Matt Coleman. Matt Coleman, one of the OG um yes. uh bench warmers. So yeah. So what are we, are we missing one on here? One sixty seven should be one sixty seven. Oh, there we go. Well. One sixty seven after that, which is uh three two one Arliss featuring equipment. <laughs> yeah, we spent spelt equipment Roger. Uh Ian Hollenberg, that's right. Ian Hollenberg and Adam Spees were on both of them. This is awesome. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Was this, was this the one where I missed it or I had to be out or something? Yes. So, he, something uh, like that. Adam yeah. Spees was actually a last minute stand in for you. That's yeah, correct. I think you're right. Yep. All right, gentlemen. Any other uh, items from these last four that we want to hit on before we look at your notes and see if there's anything that we, before we wrap this up? Or yeah, the only thing I realized that I about? forgot to mention is that I've been part of the bench now for, I don't know, whatever it's been, eight months. And it's it's been great to get to know all the all the guys on the team and all of that. And But then I realized listening to the first episode, there are certain things I just wish I didn't know. The whole story about Scott and the Doritos. Too much for me. <laughs> I, so, do, that's all. Was that on an episode? Scott was talking about how. No, but was it on an episode or was? Yeah, that... yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, no, okay. it was on. It was on episode episode one sixty. I think it was during the intro. Scott was one sixty. Ta- yeah, I thought yes. that had been out there before. No, no, no. About how he licks the. Or how yeah, he's... yeah, no. That was. I think. Well, I never heard it that I remembered any time before one sixty. He talked about. That he licks all the whatever it is off the, the yeah, Doritos the seasoning or before whatever. he starts chewing the Dorito, but oh, but then so also gross. that his girlfriend has known for years that this is what he does. So yeah, it was a little bit too much information. She I think. stays with him, that poor, poor woman. <laughs> and I'd like to hear our uh, listeners' ideas for bad sponsors, like we had at the end of episode. Stick around at the end of episode 160 for bonus bad BTP sponsors. <laughs> yeah, because we had a yeah. we had a we needed a we were in need of a sausage sponsor for we eric's uh, cornhole sponsor. team yes um <laughs> we wanted hymns hymns that's right yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's go ahead and wrap it up there gentlemen so we'll hit the music uh-oh what's going on i don't hear it i can hear it you don't hear it? i can hear it oh, okay there it comes go. all right well there you go once again, BOT, BTPOT, Dicky Boys. Fantasy football coming up here. It is. I know my crews are starting up everything, so it's time to time to repeat. It's time uh, to get excited. But not but not like back to back, just in general. There you go. Alright. Thanks guys. Good night everyone. Bye everybody.